So, the first thing is that the idol, the massive in the idol, lets the you that there's a double story in the idol that's often missed. A double story in the idol that's often missed. There's one story in the idol which you can discuss, the fact that the Yidin unfortunately gemacht the idol. That's the way the story is told. But if that was the whole story, I'm sorry, what page? On page 306. I'm quickly going through the psikim. And all I'm saying is that if the whole story was that the Yidin made the eagle, or the Kenstein, Aleph, Bais, Gimel, Dalet, Haivov, that the Yidin made the eagle, and then you could skip over the whole conversation and say that the Irish wanted to destroy them at one pusik, you could have made it in a single pusik, he wanted to destroy them, but he didn't. But there's a much deeper part in the story of the idol, which we noticed last year, we're just going to expand this year. And this is that the idol is way more about Moshe Rabbeinu than about Klal Yisrael. In other words, it's the greatest challenge of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. Egypt wasn't such a challenge for Moshe Rabbeinu because Moshe Rabbeinu is Ayid. Moshe Rabbeinu is there to side with the Yidin against Parag. And like every good Rebbe, he has a vision of what he wants Klal Yisrael to look like. Every Rosh Hashiva has a vision, hopefully, of what he wants his Bukhim to look like. I hope he has a vision beyond himself what he wants he should look like. I hope he has a vision for every Bukhim as Yeshiva what he wants the Bukhim to look like. Every Melamed and has a vision for every boy, what he wants his future to be. Every parent has a vision for a child, what he wants his child to be. And the challenge is, when those who follow us don't lead up to our expectations, what do we do then? Moshe Rabbeini had a vision for Klal Yisrael. He gave everything he had for them. He sacrificed life and soul on behalf of Klal Yisrael. He took them out from the darkest pit of garbage from Mitzrayim and he lifted them up all the way to Matan Torah. Can you imagine they were standing there and they were experiencing Ruas Shifcha Ala Yam Mashal Eru Yecheskel Benavia. Yecheskel is the most experienced, the highest experience that a person can have in their welt of Rachnius. Of Sisra Torah is in the Novi Yecheskel Pairagalif. You don't get deeper than Yecheskel Pairagalif. In the Chazal Zugenitz, that Moshe Rabbeini uplifted the lowest of the lowest to have greater prophecy than Yecheskel Membizi. You're talking about unbelievable situation. His hope for these people is enormous. He takes them to Matan Torah, the Rebbeinu Shlonim Kev himself comes down and he gives them the Torah. And the Yidin are standing there in a state of ecstaticness, in a state of propheticness. And Moshe Rabbeini goes up on the mountain and a chazot with the Rebbeinu Shlonim Fetzik Tegi and you can imagine, he just took the joy of Moshe Rabbeini knowing that he's coming down and he's going to give over to the people the Torah. And then the Ayvishter breaks the news to him. Moshe Rabbeinu, your people have failed. Die steistung in den Lens mit mich teure. And you're so excited. Sagt der Eibisch, der Leichreit, you can go. 
they're completely destroyed everything when people fail their parents when Hasidim fail their Rebbe when Talmidim fail their Rosh Hashiva when teenagers fail the expectations from those who gave birth to them often the people who expected from them the most react in the most horrific way they lose everything if I guess if I guess why did I go into this in the first place? And this is Moshe Rabbeinu's greatest moment of test. The Ayvishter tells Moshe Rabbeinu, your leader, your people failed. And I'll leave. The first thing Moshe Rabbeinu does, the Ayvishter tells him, leave. And he says, I'm not leaving. Powerful language. The Ayvishter says, like, right, guy, guy, guy. This is the first conversation, page 307. There's no long conversation. It begins with two words. emphasizes your people have failed. The whole vision you had to them. Which doesn't listen. If the people fail to understand who the people are. A person has a history. He has a trauma. He had an experience. These people are not people who were born up on a silver spoon, privileged from day to from, from birth to death. The whole word privilege, the stama of devot, because Kemat every single human being endures trauma in their own way. Didn't these people live 210 years in Egypt? Didn't they suffer? Didn't they endure? Isn't that part of their story? And human nature is, yes, our childhood trauma, our sufferings, our lust, our temptation draws us down. So instead of Moshe Rabbeinu giving up on his people, he actually defends his people. He loves them. This is Moshe Rabbeinu. Instead of giving up, he defends. Give yuchel to the Rabbeinu Shlolem, who's the accuser. That Rabbi Yochelen, when he came to a Pusik in Malachi, who says, I want to battle the Yidin as a prosecutor. He was crying. He said, if HaKadosh Bochu is the prosecutor, who has hope? And Moshe Rabbeinu says, if HaKadosh Bochu is the prosecutor, I'll be the defender. Unbelievable. Against the people who failed him. So that's his first test, and it finishes in the end, He manages to bring a halt to the destruction that was going to come to Klal Yisrael. So if I would say, Pusik Zion, Ches, Tess, Yid is a major Nesoyan for Moshe Rabbeini. Pusik Yid Aleph, Yid Bais, Yid Gimel, Yid Dalet is Moshe Rabbeini being Oymet Benesoyan and knowing that even when your people fail you, you still have to love them unconditionally and be there for them. Tezvuv Tezayan, Moshe Rabbeini Bakim Tamatun from the Eibishter, the Liches. We spoke yesterday about Rembrandt's painting. Art paintings have the ability to uplift you, to bring you into the mode. And Moshe Rabbeini has those liches, and they're written on both sides. 
written by the Rebbeinu Shtolem himself. Imagine that little gift. We're going to get back to that gift in a moment. Yid Zayin. The Oilen, in Klal Yisrael, in the Gangen in the Machna, Shivu Lechem Lo'alaychem, Nuchmat and Teure, they all went back home. Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshiv Benin stay on the mountain. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up, Yeshiv stays in the bottom. They hear a sound from far away, and it's of a nechten geretta, Yeshiv Benin was a general. And Yeshiv Benin, the Chivena general, he fought the Amalekim. To a general, noise sounds like war. You sit in a restaurant with a general, and as loose sit rechts of the floor, he goes right into fight or flight. Because that's the way it is. In his brain, noise is war. There's a war. There must be a war. Moshe, we have to run. Moshe Rabbeini tells Yeshiva, no, 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 it's not war. But we saw yesterday that Moshe Rabbeini does not say what it is. He first says what it's not. Because if you have information, you got to think a hundred times before you speak. How important is it for me to share the information? So Moshe Rabbeini gets us a par of a zach. Ein kol anoyz gevira. This is not a victorious sign. Ein kol anoyz chalisha. It's not a sign of victimhood, of surrender. Kol anoyz unoychi shamaya. It is a sound. Rasha says, of course, koil anois is koil cherifen a gedifen, but he definitely is not being clear. He's leaving it vague. He's letting Yeshiva in to his own finding out of what happened. If you're privy of information, make sure the information stays private. Vayehi kashikurev elamachne, vaya esu aigel imechoilis. They actually saw it with their eyes. Vayicha af Moshe Moshe is extremely angry. Moshe Rabbeini is extremely angry. He throws down the liches. In the first moment, Moshe Rabbeini takes the liches and he drops it in the bottom of the mountain. This is a gewaltige gift, but he breaks it. And we're going to understand the breaking of the liches a little later. By the way, very interesting, the Rashbam learned, as it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, it's not The Rashbam learned, he was holding it tightly, it was everything he had. If you get a matuna from the person you love the most, you'd want to protect it. If you get a matuna from the Ibish himself, you'd want to protect it. The Rashbam learned, he started to feel weak. Seeing how the people failed him, is a given shvach. And the Rashbam says, those lichas were going to fall on his legs and break his legs. And Moshe Rabbeinu bends a little forward. You ask me the letzter bislekoyich that it shouldn't fall on his legs; it should fall on the floor. Yeah, that's what Hashem learns. Pshat! Incredible. Yeah. And the next thing he does is he takes the eagle, he burns it. He hasn't yet exchanged a word with the people. If you realize. He walks silently to the eagle, he burns it, he grinds it. Right. Inside, of course, the people are tzishosn. Because yesterday they saw Vayahu Om Moshe. So they make the eagle. The whole eagle was because they loved him so much. And that love they had to him, they had to do something. And they feel pretty small now, the yin. 
The person already feels small. The presence of Moshe Rabbeinu made everyone who did the idol feel small, stupid. So we were one day off, and for one day, look what we did. The next thing he does before he talks to the people, he expects from Aharon a level of leadership that he expects from himself. And he calls Aharon to his side and he asks, what could the people have done to you that you did this? He calls his younger brother Adoini, my master. You know this nation, Kiberohi, Rashatan and Berohi, as they constantly testing the Riba in Nishaloylam. But it's a hard word to translate exactly what he's saying. Let's go to Pusik Kirgemon. Vayomri li asai luni elehim, Zamin's Gazukt, Machfa ins agot, Ashe yalchi lefunaini vuzlagain fa ins, Kize moisho ish ashe heluni me eretz mitzrayim. As if the Yidin came up to me. I didn't bring it to them. The Yidin came up to me. His spark, he gave it to me. And I threw it into fire. And the eagle came out. So... There's a shtickle problem, of course, which the Gemurah notices in Mesechus Megillah. In Pusik Dalit, Vayikach Miyuda Maharan takes it, Vayutzar Oisoi, he forms it, Bacheret, with a tool, Vayasai, he, and he makes it, Eigel into an Eigel. He, Aharan, says, Vayitnili, they gave it to me, Vashlechi, he, Buaish, I threw it into fire, and this eagle came out. So Aharon gave his response. Moshe Rabbeini turns away from him, doesn't respond to Aharon's response. We are left questioning if Moshe Rabbeini accepts it 100%, if he accepts it enough to turn away, or he's still going to question if this is enough of an answer to his original question. <laughs> Yet, in Pusik of Hai, there's a new problem that Moshe Rabbeini notices. Till now, Moshe Rabbeini's problem was between the Yidin and the Ibish. The Ibish had gesucht. You shouldn't make Avaidazura. While they're still in Sinai, they already made an Avaidazura. Moshe Rabbeini hadn't spoken a word to Klaus Yisrael about it. He came down, he took this Avaidazura, he burnt it, he ground it at the Simun, 
at Yehim Tzihid and Sitrinkin without uttering a word. You can only imagine this was a complete silence. The silence was most probably tangible in Klal Yisur in that moment. Now Moshe Rabbeinu opens his eyes and he's extremely worried. Vaya Moshe Zom, Moshe Zayt the folk, Kifuroyahi, they've exposed the weakness. Kifuroyaharim, Aharon had exposed a weakness from Klal Yisrael. They should be disgusted by those who stand up against them. Moshe Rabbeini is a leader and he sees the problem deeper than we've ever seen it. Problem number one, Moshe Rabbeini said, is the Chet Sheboy. The Chet meant the Avaira of them which Moshe Rabbeini gesucht to the Eidushte. Lomo Hashem Yechra Pecho, Lomo Yomri Mitzrayim, Zechoi Lavruam, in now, now, there is a brand new problem. What's the brand new problem today? The problem we have today is not relative to Chet. The problem we have today is a weakness has been exposed. A nation that doesn't have the stamina to withstand hardship. A nation that doesn't know how to remain loyal to its creator, to its redeemer. And Moshe Rabbeini is worried that this concept will backfire in the long run. 